Welcome to Identity Matters Worldview Institute. We are an outreach of IOM America. You can visit our main website at www.iomamerica.org. We are very excited that you decided to join us in our 2020 Revelation series. This series is a part of the I Am Online Worldview School, which hosts well over 70 courses related to biblical worldview. Our school focuses on addressing issues relating to the believer's identity in Christ, as well as cultural and political issues of our day. We kind of summarize it by saying we focus on Christ, culture, and creator. Today's message is the 30 keys of the book of Revelation. It is our hope that you are deeply motivated and that you learn all that God has for you in this study. If you ever need to contact us with any questions, please feel free to do so. Before we get started with our message, let's watch our video. Thirty keys found in the book of Revelation. We're going to talk about those today. We got to keep in mind that this is the revelation of Jesus. In Revelation chapter one, verses one through three, it tells us this: the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bond servants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. The singularity of the book of Revelation. As a reminder, this book is not the book of revelations, plural. It is not a book revealing the revelation of John, as noted by many. It is singular, and it is a book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God the Father gave directly to Christ himself. Christ himself revealed this to his angel, and the angel revealed it to John. Fulfillment of existing prophecies. This is the very key point that you need to understand. 
Since there are no prophecies in the New Testament, this book has been known to be one of the only books in the New Testament that contains prophecies. The book of Revelation is not a book of prophecies proclaiming new prophecies. It is a book that contains prophecies that are about to be revealed. And there is a big difference. We must look at the writing of John as a conclusive book, literally the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. A couple points of interest before we really get rolling on our list. As we walk through this book, we will observe the scene change from earth to heaven and back to earth again. We will see snapshots such as a one-world leader, a religious prophet, torture of the saints, fake peace, a river of blood, the lake of fire, and a host of millions of white horses and their riders literally coming down from the sky, just to name a few. Let's take a look at our first chart under the key highlights. Now remember, we're talking about vertical history of Revelation here. Vertical history is the history that is being unfolded from heaven to man. And just as a reminder, horizontal history is what history man is a part of horizontally. So here's our points of interest. Key number one is the view itself. After the Battle of Armageddon, which we'll talk more about that later, Christ will rule through the Bride of Christ, including both Jews and Gentiles, for 1,000 years in order to conduct the Great White Throne Judgment. You can find that in Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Our second key is the book of Revelation. Current, continuous history written in code to confound the enemy while bringing great encouragement to the body of Christ. It unveils the profound truth of Christ as well as discloses the future events of all times. It is alive and it is in the middle of the seven churches in the present dispensation we live in. That means it's active. It's alive. It's happening around us right now, today. Churches address specific historical, present, and future churches of Christ. That's found in Revelation chapter 17, verse 11. Then the 24 elders, the 24 patriarchs, and the 12 apostles symbolize the redeemed accompanied by the angels who help execute God's rule. The sealed book. Vertical history shows God carrying out his redemptive purpose in continuous history. Contains fulfilled prophecies of the end times as well as the title deed to the world. God's redemptive plan. Then we go on to talk about the key of God's 144,000. This number is oftentimes confused. They think this is the 144,000 Gentile, Jews, Muslim, whoever, that is going to get saved during the seven-year tribulation of the Antichrist. This is not true. We're going to spend more time talking about Revelation chapter 7, verses 4 and 5. But know this, God's pure bloodline church, the Jews, these 12,000 bloodline Jews from each of the 12 tribes is what makes up the 144,000. So no, 
This will not be Gentile salvations. This will not be any other race being involved in this 144,000 that are rescued from this final judgment. It will be the pure bloodline of the Jews from the 12 tribes. Now, born-again Christians are grafted into this bloodline. As a whole, when we talk about being Jewish versus being Christian, we're actually Jewish because we have been grafted into the body of Christ. More about that later. The Great Tribulation, this is a period of time given to the enemy, Satan, to rule the earth. The first three and a half years are going to be peace, peace, peace. And it will be a fake peace. The second half will be persecution and distress for all mankind, like no other persecution we have seen on the face of the earth. Our next key 42 months, that seems to be another mystery to a lot of people reading the book of Revelation, but in the Hebrew code, it is not a mystery, at least to us born-again Christians. It is the second half of Satan's rule of the tribulation. That's the 42 months. Yes, it is true that God uses the pattern of 42 months throughout the Old Testament and even found in certain passages in the New Testament. But in the book of Revelation, when it talks about 42 months, it is talking about the second half of the book of Revelation. You can find that in chapter 2, verse 22. Let's look at number three key highlights. At the top of the page there, we have the woman. Now, Genesis 37, 16 through 10 helps us understand this, but Israel, even to their people today, have always referred to Israel, particularly Jerusalem, as a she. Now, there are references in the Hebrew of referring to Israel, the nation, as a he, and Jerusalem as the she. There's also some great theology in their proclamation of that. But the woman is Israel, for sure Jerusalem. And this is the true and original woman of of God's objective. Why do we put this key in place? Well, she and the he in the book of Revelation shows up often. So we need to know who he is talking about when he is referencing he and when he is referencing the she. We're also going to talk about the great red dragon. This is simply according to Revelation 20 verse 2 is a description of the enemy, Satan, plain and simple. The man-child, according to Matthew 1.18 of course, the man-child is Christ and his body. Well, the church later, as we know, becomes the body of Christ. But when the rapture occurs, he's removing his body from the earth. And the body of Jesus Christ happens to be his bride. There's a reference to the 1,260 days. That's the first half of the tribulation, most likely post-rapture. What do I mean by that? There's three primary views of rapture. Either Christ comes and takes his bride off the earth before the seven-year reign of the Antichrist, or in the middle before the bad half of that seven-year starts. And then there are some who believe that it'll be post 
tribulation. I happen to believe it is pre-tribulation. The sea beast is talked about, the political figure of Satan, the satanic federation of all nations that come against the mother country, Israel. Some even believe it to be the old Rome empire with a new face mask, facelift, seven heads, the seven formative phase in the Roman Empire. The first six were during the days of John's writings and the seventh is the last federation of the beast's final political system. And as many of you know that there are seven hills in Rome. And on the seventh hill is where the Vatican or the capital of their nation exists today. The Ten Horns the literal powers of the kings composing the final federation that comes against Israel. Now there are some very interesting facts in regard to the ten horns and the seven kings, which are the seven continents of the world, leaving three, of course, that's Satan's triune and Satan himself. Then you have the false prophet, And then you have the beast or the governing political system of his day. More about that later. But if you want to dig a little bit up about that, it's in Revelation 17, verse 16. The number 666. Ooh, that's a scary one. We hear about that in horror movies and hear about it preached at us through the ages from the church preachers. And it sounds like a horrible demonic number. But the simple facts are that number 666 is man's number, not Satan's number. God's number is 777. Take a look at Revelation 13.8 and check out some of those details. The mark of man is 666. It just so happens that the Antichrist adopts that number to lead the people. So the number 666 has been assigned to many leaders throughout the ages. It's been assigned to Nero, Hitler, and many others. The final assignment will be given to the political figure of the coming age of destruction. This leader has not been revealed yet, but very soon. So look at slide number four of our highlights. Right there you're going to see the 144,000 Mount Zion. The final group of redeemed Jews that are gathered on the Mount of Jerusalem during the Millennial Kingdom. Key piece to understand. River of Blood. That's the final works of punishment for all who come against the Bride of Christ. The final scene of wrath, so to speak. God is literally going to pick a fight through Christ Jesus. And that fight will be just north of Israel, right on the border of Israel to the north, is this valley that is going to be used by God to fight this war. There's all kinds of things said about this particular war and the valley and blood being up to the bridles of the horses. It's going to be a wicked war. Babylon, also known as the woman, historical Rome reincarnated into this new Rome. It will represent the mixture of the political system and the apostate church. The book of Revelation hits pretty hard on this new Babylon that pops up, and there's good reasons for that. 
Read a little bit more about that in Revelation 18, verse 21. Seven mountains, pagan Rome reincarnated, which was built on those seven hills I just referenced. The seven heads, heads one through five are the past ruthless kingdoms before Rome. The sixth is Rome, and the seventh is the reincarnated Rome of the end times. That's how simple this is. People get all wigged out about ten heads on a dragon and seven hills or seven spirits or whatever. God communicates clearly from the Hebrew or the Greek. But the interesting thing about the book of Revelation is it has to be read through the eyeglasses of the Hebrew language. And that's how you get and gain clear and accurate understanding of the book of Revelation. So look at slide number five key highlights. Right there at the top, you'll see ten horns and kings. Again, the ten kingdoms, countries that will rise up in the end times to come against the precious land of Israel. Much is said in the book of Revelation. In fact, much of the book of Revelation is dedicated to dealing with these ten horns. The bride, the wife of Christ, that is you and I. That is, if you're born again, indwelt by the Spirit of the living God, you and I then can call ourselves the church, the body of Christ. This includes also those who entered into heaven by way of paradise from the Old Testament. And during the time of Jesus walking on earth, before he got to the cross, there are plenty of people that died who believed. Those two fall under the same category of the Old Testament. And then the tribulation Christians, this 144,000 bloodline Jews, it includes them as well. Check it out at Revelation 19.7 and start to get some of the details of this. We are the bride of Christ. Then there's going to be a marriage supper. This is the union of Christ and his bride. For most of us, we have waited for this for a very long time. This is a Hebrew requirement of sealing the marriage covenant. Without this feast, without this supper, there's no sealing the covenant. The last supper that Jesus instigated and was a part of before he died is the sealing of the New Testament covenant. Same things can happen with the marriage of Jesus Christ. The white horse... The white horse has not been as mysterious as the other horses mentioned in the book of Revelation. White horse is exactly that. The eternal symbol of victory and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Then we have the battle of Armageddon. There's been movies made about this. There's been books written about this. But nobody here on earth, past or present, or in the future is going to be able to describe or depict how this battle is going to play out. We just know it's about 60 miles north of Jerusalem. It'll be the war that ends all wars. And it all takes place in this quiet little bedroom community. Which if you want to look up where this is going to take place on a map, just hunt for the modern city of K-I-B-B-U-T-Z. Kibbutz, Israel. And you will see where this battle is going to take place. Let's look at our final slide number six on the highlights. At the top there, it's the binding of Satan. 
God literally changed Satan to the bottomless pit during the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. Now here's our order so far. We have the age of dispensation, which is the church age, which we're in right now, and is probably starting to close off presently. That will open the gate to the seven-year reign of the Antichrist. After the seven-year reign of the Antichrist, and the 144,000 are returned unto the Father, Satan will be captured, chained, and put in this bottomless pit. He will be kept there for 1,000 years. During that 1,000 years is when the great day of judgment takes place. Now remember in the Hebrew, to God, one day is a 1,000 years to mankind. So it will take a 1,000 years to complete the judgment in its entirety. The next one is those on thrones. Christians, martyred or not, rule with Christ on earth during that 1,000-year reign. And that is exciting news. Resurrection, as is found in chapter 20, the returning of the raptured saints, the Jewish tribulation saints, and the remaining Jewish believers at the beginning of the millennium. Second death, the eternal separation from God to all those who have refused to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, including Satan and his demons. Each of those will experience this second death that the book of Revelation talks about. Then, of course, we have our favorite. That's the new heaven and the new earth. Revelation 21, just actually the whole chapter, speaks very clearly about this new place that Christ has prepared for his bride. It is going to be an awesome place. Finally, the new Jerusalem. The old Jerusalem right now is defiled. It will continue to be defiled. And by the time that Jesus comes in his second coming, it will still be defiled. Now the new Jerusalem that is referenced in the point we just made is going to come down from the sky. It cannot touch the ground because the ground is defiled. Remember when Adam hearkened to the voice of his wife? God didn't curse Adam and Eve. God said cursed is the ground. The ground being cursed stops the new Jerusalem from actually touching the earth. It hangs over, hovers over the old Jerusalem. And that will occur for a thousand years. Once the judgment is done, kind of like what many people projected as as a spaceship, we all get on a spaceship and go away. Well, it is kind of like that. It's not a spaceship, it's a city. It's a 1,500 square mile city. And that city is taken to the new earth after judgment has been complete. This book will reveal to us the most profound splendor of God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Bride of Christ, like no other. And if that is not something to look forward to, then your eyes are not fixed upon heavenly things. And anyone who is suffering with, I don't think I have the life of Christ, so I won't get any of this. It may be time to talk to your pastor to find out how to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
The book of Revelation, as we study deeper into this book, we will be given a picture of new heaven and new earth, which will house all the enduring members of the first family. Toward the end of John's writings, we will see a view of the horrific results of the eternal unrest for all those who have defied God by being tossed into the lake of fire. More about this in our next message. Thank you for joining us today. It has been a privilege to have you listen to this particular message. And we look forward to seeing you online. Those of you who are more interested in an in-depth study, please log on to our online school, click on the 220 Revelation series, and get started. Until next time.